0: Hello and welcome, thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas and in this series we explore community connection, optimal human potential and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit EarthHeroesTV.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas and today I'm joined with Dennis O'Connor from Awakening and Health and today we're going to cover the biggest crisis threat humanity has faced ever in human history and why it's relevant for today. I was um, searching through the web and come across an article from the ABC recently here in Australia that posted uh, an article three days ago talking about male fertility rates and how everyday chemicals are actually destroying sperm count in humans and in animals. It was in 2020, January 1st, where I was sitting with uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who suggested this idea that we are in the sixth mass extinction of of life on this planet, of human life on this planet. And one of the greatest existential threats that we face as a human species is the fertility rates, sperm count in male decreasing. So in today's episode, uh, Dennis and I are going to uncover and unpack how we can turn the tide on this story, change the narrative and um, step into optimal health, optimal wellness, what solutions you can put in place to increase your sperm count, in fact, and look at some of the positive solutions as well as unpacking this article that um, we've stumbled across. I'll pull it up in a moment, but I just wanna thank you, Dennis, for joining me. And of course, thank you to the viewers for watching. Uh, We really appreciate you guys um, when you comment. If you've got any questions, we like to keep this as an open dialogue. Uh, Please like this video if you uh, got something out of it. And if you want to get notified on videos coming up, we usually do these every week. Just click the little bell notification settings and you'll get notified when the next video is out. Otherwise, Dennis, how are you doing, mate? What's your feedback on this um, article around male fertility?
1: Yep. I'm very, very good. And I think you have quite rightly identified the enormity of the impending crisis. And it's actually something that I've been speaking about for a few years. um, And it just seems to be kind of getting worse and worse, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to pull up this article, the male fertility. um, And I'm interested on your perspective on how chemicals are destroying sperm count. Like, is it really that bad? Are there that many chemicals that we're susceptible to, you know, like how bad is this?
1: It is absolutely horrendous. And again, it's good that these articles are coming to the fore, but unfortunately, I kind of think it's, it's it's all, I mean, I guess it's, it's never too late to be hearing about these things, but this has been a crisis that's been emerging for the last 20 or 30 years. And certainly over that kind of period of time, we've had numerous different uh, resources and articles that are showing that in most Western countries, our replacement, um, rate for a population is actually insufficient. So in other words, we've got the mainstream media pushing this agenda of this, this brutal overpopulation all around the world. But the statistics just don't bear that out. The statistics are showing us that um, the population rate is actually on an incline in most countries bar one or two. And in fact, that it's that with our current rates of population, it's just going to go down regardless. And then we've got a numerous, a lot of other different reports and I've seen these reports going back since, I don't know, 10, 15 years about this declining sperm count. And I've even seen a couple of recent uh, reports that are showing that um, our sperm count in some areas is down by up to 50% and if we think of this massive emergence of all these fertility clinics which has just become this massive business we never needed these these uh, clinics 20 30 40 years ago they're kind of often as a focus on female fertility obviously but um the 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 uh, emphasis on on male fertility is i think just just uh, almost it's very understated and it's a huge concern
0: yeah it's great to see these articles coming to the forefront, but it can be a little bit concerning because if What and what the article suggests if male sperm count is lower, it threatens our ability to reproduce and have babies, create children, and so um, it's quite challenging. I'm interested in hear your perspective on what you know your perception is around this um, this war that might potentially be going on towards masculinity. You know, like we see in the mainstream media, a lot of toxic masculinity, which primarily um you know they suggest has to do with the way that in terms of sexuality and and the way that we objectify women and all of these things but does it go deeper than that what how does that look from your lens
1: the great question and um we we have i guess we it's almost i think important to kind of separate out a few of the different issues to begin with and we have and and we talk about this regularly about this Um, absolutely huge onslaught of uh, toxicity that's in our environment. And it's something I know that you're very passionate about, especially when it comes to nature and uh, how plants and how animals are, are flora and fauna are affected. But these assaults on our, our physical being, are absolutely everywhere. And again, uh, one of the focuses of when I'm trying to help people to make improvements in their health is just these simple little themes of trying to detoxify your life. And another thing which I continually get frustrated at that's completely understated is, is just this little theme that if you can't eat it, don't put it on your skin. So we have all these products, we have all these sprays, we have all these different things which are loaded with different sorts of chemicals. And these combinations of chemicals, we essentially have no idea what what they're doing. And then you add into this our unnatural kind of forms of the the cutlery, the plates that we're eating off, the clothes we're wearing, the sprays in our environment, the pesticides, the herbicides, and then you throw into that the stuff that's actually being taken into our bodies uh, through the things that we eat. So processed foods are, are hugely complicit in, in, in this kind of destruction and that I think we can we can partition in one kind of separate area. But the other thing which I see, and it's been very blatant over, I think, the last more so over the last 15 to 20 years is also this ta- attack on the uh, perceptual concept of masculinity itself. And it seems to be that there is a war waged, especially if you throw the word white into the mix toxic white male masculinity but there's definitely a male masculinity itself and there seems to be this this um, an overt kind of attack on on males standing in a masculine type strength and in a masculine type role and it's almost like this should be kind of shunned and put down in some way and I really find this at, 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 to, to be very subtle but extremely extremely distasteful and i certainly am of the view that as males we can stand in our masculinity and we can promote this and we and we can put this on a pedestal and align this with female uh, with with our love for female for for the female form and the female being without having those derogatory aspects thrown into it and it's also uh makes it very confusing when you have things like pornography and this sexualization of women just thrown in our in in everybody's faces. So on the one hand, if we are objectifying women, we're getting crucified, but on the other hand, we're kind of uh pushed the this this uh you know x-rated and and soft porn material just everywhere we look.
0: Yeah, it's almost <laughs> difficult to uh to turn a blind eye to it when it's everywhere, it's on every screen, it's on every billboard, it's everywhere we turn. And um, uh, yeah, it's interesting times that we live in and there's so many like layers to it all and unpacking the toxicity just in our environment from like you said, the air, the water, the food, the clothing, um, the sprays, the chemicals, everything that we find in our immediate environment, even the psychological warfare in the way that we view one another. And so, it's super fascinating times that we're living in, and, and then reading these studies and, and researching the the paperwork that's coming out around the fertility rates and the harm that 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 is, um, you know, exemplified through the sperm count. It becomes very evident that there's um, something needs to change. Essentially, there needs to be a big kind of shifting revolution. But how? What what does that actually look like? How do we regain control of? um the direction of our our lives as individuals but also you know like you said it's everywhere in our environment it's on all the screens it's through all the social medias it's through all of the the platform in terms of this stuff called porn and all the chemicals you know are we are we doomed um the predictions that people are coming out with and don't suggest to be very positive around what uh, the direction we're heading in terms of um you know our sperm count as a simple example but what what does it take for um, a man to be able to step back into their power, um, you know, reclaim their life, um, live an honourable life, and 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 walk with these like really positive characteristic um, character traits like like um, nobility or or integrity, and um, you know, in a world where in the past it would have been um, in the hunter gatherer age, we would have had these warriors, you know, these men stepping up for their community, stepping in to, for the, for the, for the battle and, and really, um, you know, proving themselves through the physical actions. A lot of that has been stripped away from us in the modern day age where we, you know, yes, maybe we're, we're, we have to be providers in a sense, but women are also working and there's this big movement for equality and, um, what does it look like in today's day and age for a man to to live in these positive characteristic traits
1: yeah again very very complex question and and uh there are so many different facets to that which i'll probably only end up addressing a few of them because it's so it's it is so complex but um, i think we one of the one of the things that is is very unfortunate is this um is the fact that we have been trained to become avid consumers. And because we've been trained to be avid consumers, we need a whole industry built around this consumerism. And essentially, consuming uh, consuming and being consumers is a way of taking our time, our attention and our money. And this has been clearly stated out over the centuries that uh, it's a way of controlling the hordes and controlling the masses. And you and me are part of these hordes and masses that the people who are controlling the world look at so if, if, if our attention is divided, and, and again, especially we have that, all these divisions in, in society, so we have you know, the feminist movement, we have Black Lives Matter, we have, I don't know, white, white supremacists, black versus white, we have all these schisms and divisions in life. And in my life, and I think in your life, I don't see this firsthand. I see this thrown at me just through corporate media so when i'm on the street i'm talking to people of different colors as i would to you and i see you doing this vice versa we have this kind of intrinsic respect and i don't think things are painted quite as grim in the same way we we certainly do have um i guess uh, bullying and sexualization and uh, horrible things perpetuated between sexes but it's not the norm i think i think it's the extreme so we do have uh, I guess they're not the best of male role models especially when you look at things like uh, sports playing and some of the, the the cultures in some of those what we consider those masculine uh, areas and again they're they're not very very productive so for uh, for identifying a lot of those part of the, all of those breakdowns i think it's really important for people you're certainly setting a brilliant example Shay, with what you do with your passion through Wanting to promote this 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 love and this care for Earth and humanity, I think uh, some of the stuff that I do in relation to trying to promote a, a good health is we have to I think step back and uh, question and I mean seriously question this 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 I feel blatant um, corrupted narrative that we are being given by corporate media and essentially this this is made to keep us in fear to sensationalize everything and it creates the, these these. These uh, very false, uh, I feel, dichotomies which people buy into. And I'm going to throw a little kind of left of field kind of curveball there. If we, ha- if we base everything on a, on a, on a uh, population of consumerism, this whole equality movement, especially this feminist equality that came in from the about 1920s onwards and became more pervasive, more co- progressive, was simply a way of getting another half of the population into paying taxes. So there was a whole half of the population that were staying at home and nurturing children and doing lots of things supporting supportive to families. The, uh, the, the feminine part of the population was sold. This idea that to rise up to a corporate level and to take control, etc., 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 was somehow something to be aspired to. But essentially, as far as the rulers of the world are concerned, uh, they have essentially, uh, I guess, fooled a huge part of the population into being more taxpayers. I've lost your audio. There, say. So. Yeah, he got you got your back. Yeah,
0: we're back. Um, super interesting perspective to look at that in terms of um, dropping into the to the taxes. Yeah, it's, it's it's super interesting. But bringing it back to the the concern in that day and age today around um, infertility in men and the infertility potentially in women being a existential threat to human existence at this moment. Uh what's what, what can we do to really empower others? Um, you know, our fellow comrades, our warrior men out there to just embody more healthier options in their lifestyle and their and their choices and the food they eat or um it, it seems like we're it's very difficult to escape the toxic in the toxic chemicals that we find in the air and um I guess there's simple solutions like eating organic or um, you know, getting natural sunlight, but is there anything, is there any, um, anything specific that you would really, um, emphasize the significance of really practicing on a day-to-day basis?
1: absolutely and uh, my my uh, diet is essentially is about 80, 80 20 organic and i do like eating out so it's kind of impossible to stick to that rule if you're eating out but i try and eat at home organic most of the time and i think that's incredibly incredibly important um we've talked about this before but vitamin d works with everything it makes everything work including your sexual hormone production so ensuring that you are getting out into nature and exposing yourself to sunlight is absolutely vital taking time off from stress so again, part of the, the I guess the, the message that I was kind of putting up before was this bombardment that we're getting through corporate media. Uh, but if we weren't looking at our phones 24 hours a day and our computers, we would be reducing our stress levels. And stress plays an important part of how everything works, including our sexual function. I, I kind of uh, have serious, I, I mean, I, I honestly, if I was a young guy today, don't know, don't, I don't know how I would navigate in this area, where we're kind of told in some European countries now we have going to have a nap that shows that a woman can have consent before you have physical relationships with a physical relationship with her. So, I mean, what the hell? That that is just loaded up with so much danger, and it's got so so many aspects to that which could be utilised negatively. I mean, I, I, maybe you're you're from a slightly different uh, age bracket as yourself, but I mean, back when when i was a bit younger women women saw an approach from a guy as a sign of of respect if that if it was done respectfully the, you know this and again we've got that paradox of of uh, now even though we have all this sexuality thrown in our faces if we say something about it apparently it's in some way almost a form of rape so uh, you know and then we had women 20 30 years ago being much more discreet but if you gave them a compliment it was never seen as that so I think standing in your, in your kind of truth and in your strength is really important. And another thing I think is also really important is for healthier males to act as positive role models. And it's those, uh, I guess, maybe very macho ma- masculine guys who are, and I think that's a really small cohort, it's a small niche, who are not treating women well. Those guys need to be stepping out of of, of uh, those less than favorable um, ways of doing things, and they need to be setting a better example.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. That's fantastic. Thanks, Dennis. Um, I'm curious to, you know, dive into this a little bit deeper in terms of who who's constructing these narratives um, that are, you know, potentially being quite detrimental and harmful for young men in today's world, and how we can shift that narrative, what it takes, and really just going a little bit deeper into this conversation. Obviously, with the platforms that we're we're sharing this to, uh, mostly YouTube and and also Facebook, that there has become known that um, it can be censored at times, don't necessarily always have the the freedom of sharing what our truth is. And so given the circumstances, we're gonna take this conversation a little bit deeper and really go into, um, you know, where does this all stem from? What's the core origin root of this problem that we find today around infertility and um, go look at it from the root source so that we can uproot it, replant into that void and grow healthier examples, healthier opportunities and a positive story for, for men and women moving forward in today's day and age. So the link is in the description to join us for that part two conversation on uh, Earth Earth TV. Is there anything you wanted to finish off with in this conversation though, Dennis, before we jump over to part two?
1: Yep, absolutely. I think um, there is, uh, there is a, a, little, a little kind of catchphrase and the catchphrase might be, it's something called a depopulation agenda. And I cannot wait to get stuck into that one um, on a platform in another place where I'm not gonna be censored. So uh, if you wanna hear my thoughts on that, feel free to jump on over.
0: So, and if you guys like this video, please just like it again, subscribe to the channel and uh, if you want to get notified on the next videos, click the little bell icon. Otherwise, we'll see you in part two on Earth Zeros TV. Uh, Bye for now. Thanks so much, Dennis. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series and if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online tune in to our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day guys and a huge love from me and see you next time.